Support for Kansas City Today comes from Grandma's Office Catering, delivering made-from-scratch hot meals and individual boxed lunches for fast distribution to offices, warehouses, and factories, even on nights and weekends. Details are at grandmascatering.com. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia-Dean. Today is Tuesday, December 19th. Coming up, as debates over school library books have heated up, librarians have often found themselves at the center of controversy. Now, one Missouri librarian is speaking out. We have to have diversity in our libraries. We have to. All people have the right to be recognized, appreciated, to see themselves in the collection. Plus, the holidays are a perfect time to sit down with family or friends and play an old-fashioned board game. The owner of a Kansas toy store says playing a game is a great way to learn more about a person. You learn what kind of competitive person they are, whether they're a good rule follower, whether they're a little shifty in how they play things and do things. You can learn all of that just by playing a simple game. We'll hear about what's new and worth playing in the world of games. But first, some headlines. A new audit calls Jackson County's property reassessment process flawed and inadequate after many homeowners received much higher property tax bills this year. Missouri State Auditor Scott Fitzpatrick says one problem was the county's failure to properly notify homeowners of their right to an in-person inspection of their homes. Our initial work has identified deficiencies and noncompliance with state law that's led us to believe that as many as 200,000 Jackson County taxpayers have been victims of an assessment process that violated state statute and trampled on their rights. Fitzpatrick called on the county to invalidate every reassessment that increases a property's value by over 15 percent. In a statement, Assessment Director Gail McCann-Beatty says the preliminary audit has some mistakes, but also says her office is fully engaged with the state auditor. Property owners don't have much time to act. The deadline to pay real estate taxes is the 31st. Jackson County legislators have held off on asking voters to decide in April whether to renew a sales tax to fund a new Kansas City Royals stadium. The Royals still haven't chosen a final site. Resident Adam Rossi wants the Royals to guarantee a living wage for workers if they build a new stadium. We need to give people union jobs. We need to respect people's dignity. Then I can't take seriously any ask to have the people fund the stadium. Legislators must vote by mid-January to get the sales tax extension on the spring ballot. Some are concerned the Royals will move to Kansas if the tax isn't renewed. Kansas residents have settled on a new license plate design after Governor Laura Kelly put it up for a vote. Beck Shackelford-Wanganga of the Kansas News Service has more. The new license plate's background is a gradient of white, blue, and yellow. It's designed to resemble the shape of the state and features the Kansas State House dome in the bottom left. After a design released in November faced backlash from the public, Kelly unveiled five license plate designs for Kansans to vote on. The winning design received 53% of the vote, while the initial failed design received only 5%. A release from the governor's office says this is the first time the state allowed public input on the standard tag. We'll be back after this. It's Friday night. What places are you heading to for post-work happy hour? Tell us. This podcast is making a best of the best list and needs recommendation for happy hour menus at restaurants in KC. 
text us at 816-601-4777. That's 816-601-4777. Standard texting rates apply. Over the past few years, communities around the country have seen efforts to remove books from school libraries. Like many districts across Missouri, the Wentzville School District near St. Louis has seen many challenges and proposed policies on the subject. St. Louis Public Radio reporter Kate Grumke spoke with the district's lead librarian, Myrnie Mestis, about how all of this has affected school librarians. I will be very honest, when this first started, it was incredibly painful. Initially, the challenges were coming from a community member who did not have any children in our schools. From there, it led to more parents being concerned. And gosh, I don't blame parents. I feel like the way it was initiated was done in a way to foster fear And every parent wants to protect their child. And it has been a snowball effect. You spoke out at a recent school board meeting. What policy were you speaking out against? And why was it important to you to take that step? I was speaking out because we have proposed changes to our library collection development policy. All of the language regarding creating library collections to represent diverse voices, that language was all removed, uh, proposed to be removed. We have to have diversity in our libraries. We have to. All people have the right to be recognized, appreciated, to see themselves in the collection. And our students have the right and the privilege of being able to step into the shoes of someone unlike themselves to experience their life through 300 pages. After you spoke at that board meeting, there was some negative reaction. <clears throat> what, what happened with that? There was also a lot of very positive reaction. But the negative reaction came primarily from a private Facebook group. I was deemed a probable pedophile and probably had my house filled with child pornography. And when you have dedicated your life to children and for the betterment of society as a whole. For someone who's never met you, didn't hear what you said, had no desire to come and have a conversation with you, did not want to try to understand your perspective, but instead wanted to put those words out through the safety of being behind a screen. It is so painful. What do you think is at the heart of all of this? People react very strongly through fear. The attacks on public education and the attacks on libraries go directly to the attacks of our democracy. And when you demean the information that comes from a public library, you are eliminating the sources of vetted, valid information And instead, information can be fed to anyone then through an algorithm on Facebook, and they're not getting the full picture. They're not getting a deeper understanding. So I believe there is something much deeper going on with 
what's happening in our society. I believe it is a power struggle. And libraries are at the heart of all of that? They are, because the libraries are at the heart of our democracy. People have those First Amendment rights to learn what they want to learn, to hear what they want to hear, to say what they want to say. And when you can attack those First Amendment rights and you can remove the sources of valid information and valid education from everyone, then you have the power. That was Wentzville School District lead librarian Marnie Mestis and St. Louis Public Radio's Kate Grumke. As families gather over the holiday break, it's a perfect time to sit down together with an old-fashioned board game. Suzanne Perez of the Kansas News Service sat down with the owner of a Kansas toy store to talk about what's new and worth playing in the world of games. Gwen Ottenberg knows how to have fun. As owner of Imagine That Toys in Wichita, she stresses the importance of play for people of all ages. It is good for everybody's mental stability, whether you're a child or an adult. It's a nice way to escape. And Ottenberg says you can learn a lot about a person by playing a board game with them. You learn what kind of competitive person they are, whether they're a good rule follower, whether they're a little shifty in how they play things and do things. You can learn all of that just by playing a simple game, and it's a great way to meet people and know people. Board games are having a renaissance. Old standbys like Monopoly and Scrabble are being replaced by modern classics like Ticket to Ride or Settlers of Catan. And every season brings new games to consider for your collection. For really young kids, Ottenberg likes Tongues Out, which is a fun and adorable new twist on the classic memory game. The box comes with a dozen squeezable pug puppies, and players compete to collect them in their dog parks. When you squeeze them, the color of their tongue comes out, so you're trying to remember what color is on the tongue of the puppy from the lollipop that they licked. Another new game for ages four and up is called Dress Code. In this problem-solving game, players stack patterned and colored tiles to create outfits to match one of 80 challenges. Kids learn planning, concentration, and believe it or not, basic coding concepts. Coding like computer coding? Like computer coding, yes. We are going to get their mindset learning about things have to happen in a certain order. For slightly older children, Ottenberg loves another portable little puzzle game called Cats and Boxes. So you have cats and you have pieces that look almost like Tetris, but they have little boxes on them. And your goal is to put the cats in the boxes based on the pieces. The game is designed for ages 7 and up, but it's just as fun and challenging for adults. The last puzzle in the challenge book requires 33 different moves to get all five cats into the proper boxes. Now what's even better is while there are 60 challenges in this puzzle book, they have a set of super duper duper hard challenges that's on a QR code on one of the boxes. Several years ago, a versatile dice game called Tenzi was the hottest selling stocking stuffer at Ottenberg's store. This year, the makers of Tenzi have a block stacking game called Buildzy. Players race against the clock to build a block tower. This is great for any age child. I don't care what age group it says on here. You and I are having a great time. Wait, this doesn't work. <laughs> then you didn't build it correctly. Oh. <laughs> Ottenberg says one of the best things about board games is how they bring friends and families together without screens or other distractions. A classic game called Rummy Cube features concepts from Rummy and Mahjong. 
This is something that grandma and grandpa will want to play with the children because it's not too chaotic. For older, more serious board gamers, Ottenberg likes a new competitive strategy game called Fire Tower. Players use firefighting techniques to defend their towers and send flames toward their opponents. And because we're in Kansas, we get to control the wind on how the fire blows. Fire Tower features vibrant artwork and beautiful components, including more than 100 glimmering orange fire gems that you move around the board. It's fairly easy to learn and quick to play. This is not the Monopoly that's going to take over your house for three or four weeks. This is going to take over for an hour to an hour and a half. Time well spent because board games bring people together. Well, I'm sorry. I'm going to continue. <laughs> there you go. You're out. <laughs> for the Kansas News Service, I'm Suzanne Perez in Wichita. The Kansas News Service is a collaboration of KMUW, KCUR, Kansas Public Radio, and High Plains Public Radio. It reports on health, the many factors that influence it, and their connection to public policy. Find more at ksnewsservice.org. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia-Dean. This podcast is produced by Byron Love and KCUR Studios. It's edited by Lisa Rodriguez and Gabe Rosenberg. To read Kate's story on book challenges and Suzanne's story on board games, visit kcur.org, where you can find more Kansas and Missouri news from Kansas City's NPR station. If you like our show and want to support us, leave us a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you tomorrow. You listen to this podcast every day because it's your KC local reliable news source. You take us seriously. But you know, we like to get down and we want you to party with us. Join us at our annual benefit, Radioactive, on June 14th. NPR's All Things Considered host, Ari Shapiro, is the featured guest at this party, and it's gonna be bumping. You gotta be there. Sponsorship packages and ticket information are available at kcur.org radioactive. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.